Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, you're in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy. It wasn't a, a whole lot good this weekend. It's rainy. Uh, it's it's getting dark at 6 o'clock now. Uh, I can't handle that. It's the worst thing to me. But, uh, you know, the Giants getting wrecked yesterday there at MetLife Stadium, giving up 50-plus points to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, there wasn't much. The, the, the NFL overall yesterday, about as dull uh, a day, a Sunday of NFL action as you're going to see. You had, you know, a couple of fights, which is basically the highlight uh, for, you know, the league uh, you know the Tyreek Hill touchdown right before the half for the Chiefs where instead of throwing a Hail Mary and you had all the Cowboys playing back in the end zone the Chiefs threw it in front to Tyreek Hill and he made a couple of moves had some blockers in front of him and all of a sudden he's scoring a touchdown that was uh, clearly the play of the day in my book yeah they had the Seattle Washington game had a good finish but um, you know the Sunday night game no juice last night. Uh, lowest rating since NBC took over Sunday night football. There wasn't a whole lot of drama or action late in those 1 o'clock games. Uh, but we, we dig deep here at the sports. We'll, we'll find some things that are uh, good uh, going on. And uh, we'll start with uh, Baboots. You know, what uh, What was good for you this weekend? Well, first of all, I had a wonderful weekend. It was just absolutely outstanding. Well, uh, you slept till noon, so well, you didn't yeah. even enjoy that much of it. Absolutely. But Saturday, Auburn. Auburn won. There was some good college football games. Uh, it was exciting. And then yesterday, when I did wake up, I woke up to watch an awful giant uh, performance, mm-hmm. as, as you've detailed throughout the show tonight. And then I was watching, you know, getting ready for Sunday Night Football, and I decided to do something I haven't done yet this year, and that was turn on a Nick game. And I watched as the Knicks came back from down 19. It was awesome. You had the rookie getting big minutes down the stretch. KP, they had the MVP chance at the Garden. And then something I have honestly never seen before, MSG is transitioning into their postgame coverage, and Al Trodwick had a tease for the ages. Here on MSG, we've got a team to talk about. That's Al Trotwick or Ric Flair? That's Al Trotwick going with the woo! We got a team to talk about. It's been a while. He was excited. I was excited. Let's go. Yeah. No. The Knicks are back, Pete. Poor Zing. It's 40 points last night. Uh, you mentioned the rookie, Frank Nalakina. Hit a big three late. Played some solid defense. So, you know, the Knicks... I don't think they've beaten anybody that you you throw a parade over, you know, while the Cavaliers. The Cavs? Yeah, you win that. The Cavs? Well, the Cavaliers playing terrible. The Cavs? Have you followed them this season? The, uh, the Cavs? They don't. They haven't shown the up Cavs? for 90% of the games. The Cavs? No. One more time. I'm not giving it to them. The, uh, oh, so anytime LeBron James is on the court and you win, that's a good win. I don't care. I don't care. They haven't shown up at all. Anytime this year. you beat LeBron James, that's a good win. Don't try and diminish that. It is diminished. It is no, very no. diminished right now. No, what, no, what are the Cavaliers on the season? I don't care. Four and seven. I don't care. Anytime you beat LeBron, that's a big win. 
That should be a big win. Don't you dare diminish that. I will diminish that. Do Absolutely. not diminish that, Pete. Oh, come on. That is undiminishable. We're getting a little nuts. Well, the Cavaliers this year are four and six. Oh. 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 They played terrible basketball, but Boots. You following them? You know what? Uh, I'm going to diminish the Chiefs' week one win at Foxborough against the Patriots. They weren't playing that well then. It doesn't really mean anything. Please, when you beat iconic players. In their building, that's a big win. No, the Cavs 12th in the conference. Oh. They got a lot of work to do. They're not even showing up for these games. They just think, you know, well, we'll turn it on when we have to turn it on. When LeBron gets ticked off at the Wizards, you know, he puts up 56 on Friday night. Wasn't that kind of night Listen, uh, against the don't, Knicks? don't think that you're going to, in a couple weeks from now, jump on this Nick bandwagon because I've officially ruled you out of it. I'm out? I'm not allowed? You're not, you're not allowed. We don't want you. Well, how far we is this bandwagon f- going? Is this bandwagon even making the playoffs? We don't want any fraud fans on our bandwagon. Yeah. Is the bandwagon even making the playoffs? We weren't the Knicks third in the Eastern Conference in mid-December last year. Do Listen. I, do I remember that right? You are not allowed on the bandwagon. That's fine. You're banned. I'm off. I'm off the wagon. Mark Wiener! What was good this weekend? Well, I hyped up the new Thor movie on Friday. I hadn't seen it yet. Saw it on Sunday. Fantastic. Yeah. Funny. Good action. Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Great performance. Everyone should see it. Great so, movie. So you went to the movie theaters on a Sunday? Well, did you see the Giant game? Yeah. I, was, I made a good choice. I guess. Wow. I predicted that. I've never... I, I had four Rams in my starting fantasy lineup. I knew it was going to be a bloodbath. I, I never checked out in the NFL to that degree that I would go to the movies on a Sunday afternoon. Mark also had uh, great advice when I told the audience on Friday that it could be one of those ugly, ugly games, which is exactly what it was. So he he got tipped off by me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I actually bought the tickets after Baboot said that. Ah. So it was Thor funny? You described it as being funny on it Friday. It was. The whole movie was funny. Now, who was funny in it? Well, so, Chris Hemsworth was funny. He was funny? He was funny. Is he funny in other things? Pete, your idea of funny is watching like Beavis and Butthead, so we can't really go by your barometer of comedy. Well, you're saying a superhero movie is funny, but there's the only person in that movie that I would say can be funny is Jeff Goldblum when I just looked at the cast, so it's kind of curious. His character is very funny. I don't want to give it away because he's a a big part of the movie. Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Okay. But I I don't want to give away his part. Okay. We can't have any spoilers. Yeah, so. I, I can't and this do is what that we get. You talk about movies, TV. It's like impossible to do now because you're just going to spoil it for somebody. I'll, I'll tell you what was good this weekend. Um, you know, Tony Romo calling the Chiefs-Cowboys game. I don't even think he meant it as a shot. It's just a fact, but he said this about Deion Sanders. Peters doesn't want to tackle. That's one of the things I'm telling you. He's really good out there at the corner off coverage, but in tackling? Not his thing. No, and he makes Deion Sanders look good at tackling sometimes. I mean, Dion never tackled anybody. Uh, you know, when he was playing, Dion was known for things. It was being one of the great cover corners of all time. The high stepping, and they didn't tackle anybody. These are like it's one of the top three things that you remember about his career. You know, playing some wide receiver, unbelievable career. But he's never interested in tackling anybody. But all these years later, with fifteen to twenty years after he retired, and now Dion. Wants to take up that part of his playing career and just eviscerated Tony Romo yesterday. I mean, he high stepped all over, you know, Romo's, uh, you know, football grave. Uh, here it is on NFL Network. I, I tried my best to take the high road 
but I don't know. I don't know the address to the high road, <laughs> so I got to come at you, man. You, 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 ten years as a starter, you're two and four in the playoffs. Oh, you ain't won nothing. <laughs> I tried to bury the hatchet. Both of us work for CBS. I went and shook your hand and say, Tony, you're doing a great job this year. I thought that would be it. But nevertheless, you keep on shooting at me. <laughs> Tony, what's going on, man? I got a gold jacket that I didn't buy. <laughs> Dak says hi. <laughs> and bye. Tony, leave me alone, man. I got a lot of ammunition, man. How many interceptions? How many interceptions? 19 and 2012? Come on, man. You threw to everybody but me. <laughs> Tony, come on, man. You know you never won the big one. You know you never won the big one. So stop, man. Leave me alone. I tried to take the high road, but I don't know the address. That's a great line. Uh, that's ice cold, man. Just going right after Romo for, I mean, anybody who watched football in the 90s, that's one of your takeaways. Deion Sanders, all-time great, didn't want to tackle anybody. That's not, uh, that's not a controversial statement. But I guess Deion had some fun with it, but boy. Poor Tony Romo, man. He's like America's sweetheart now calling these games. And Dion's eviscerating him and everyone just laughs. Like me. It's kind of fun. Sounds like it's good uh, this weekend. 800-321-0710. The number to get involved. We'll have John Schmelk, Giants Radio Network, with us at 835 for uh, more on what's going wrong for Big Blue. We'll come back, play a little What's Worse with Joba Boots Kersey. It's the Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. You're in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy. All right, take 20. Time for a little what's worse. How are we doing tonight, Baboots? I'm doing great. I'm fighting with people on Twitter now. What are you fighting over? Uh, well, I tweeted a little while ago that I, I love you know Jet fans like you um, who are enjoying the giant demise. I'm now, not you've enjoying been fair, it. You've been fair on the air, but I know off the air you're enjoying the I haven't the said anything demise, to you all year. It's really other people, the other smug Jet fans that I deal with on social media. And I just said I, I love them chirping the Giants all year because the Giants are going to make the playoffs – a lot more over the next five years than the Jets will, because the Jets still don't have a quarterback. So, I don't and know the Giants, uh, how many more years you have Eli being a playoff caliber quarterback? I mean, the One, Giants two? have a lot more playmakers and players than the Jets have. Sure. So there's more talent there. It's a much easier in-house fix. Right now. The Giants have a better opportunity to turn their season around next year than the Jets. Do. Well, what are you doing with the quarterback, though? I mean, that always becomes right, well, a question. Eli plays it's next not the year. Quarterback. Eli it's not the plays quarterback. next year. You're talking about Stop a five-year window now. Everyone, the quarterback, the quarterback, the quarterback. Protect the quarterback. Mm-hmm. He will play well. Fact. For, for how long? Fact. He's 36. He's going to be 37 next year. He's missing some open receivers yesterday. It's not as if he's played he's very well the last throw. couple of uh, years. He's waiting to get hit. Mm-hmm. You can't go play football like that. Mm-hmm. You can't. So you just put it. He a, looks skittish because he is. So you have to build this offensive line. How many of the offensive linemen in the Giants right now are part of the plan? Probably two. So you're going to find three offensive linemen in one offseason? No, you just got to mix and match. You got to. You got to. I mean, this is a problem that's not work. easy to make go away. Not and, when you ha- spent $200 million on your defense two years ago and you're not going to have you know all of this money to spend against the cap to improve your offensive line. They also would play a lot better have they had Odell on the team. So you're adding him back to the offense changes the whole complexion of the team. All right, so maybe they're uh, three and five at best. They, they were 0 and three with Beckham. They lost that Chargers game after. Well, they probably would have won that. The they first, won they, they that. didn't have Beckham the first game. They I probably would have won that Chargers game had the entire team not fallen apart. 
they lost all their weapons late in that game. Maybe. They were winning. They were they were winning. Mm, they were winning in the fourth they quarter. Strip they were sacked right after Beckham went down. They were right? winning in the fourth quarter. They were up late with the ball. And then they had no, nothing. They had no answer. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's not what is what's worse tonight. WOR Sports Zone. For God's sakes, don't make it any worse. What's worse? So it was a busy weekend. There was a lot of bad things going on. A lot of things that irked me. A lot of things that just set me off where I would have been screaming and yelling had we had shows on Saturday and Sunday. We did not. So I have to squeeze it all in here on a Monday, What's Worse, Pete. And we start with one of my personal favorite rappers of all time. Puff Dad. Oh, no. Sean P. Did, no, uh, did he? No, uh, actually, uh, we now know uh, what his new name is for P. Dad, P. Diddy or Puff Daddy or Sean Combs or whatever you want to call him. You better call him this from now on. I know it was risky because I knew it, it could come off as corny to some people. Like, yo, I decided to change my name again. I'm just, I'm just not who. I am before. Oh my God. I'm something different. Spit it out. So my new name is Love, oh aka Brother Love. I will not be answering the Puffy, Diddy, Puff Daddy, or any of my other monikers, but Love or Brother Love, okay? It's my birthday. I feel good. God is the greatest. I give all glory and I thank my mama and daddy. Mwah! <laughs> just, just go by a symbol like Prince if you're gonna go to that degree. Now, Jeez. this sparked outrage, outrage, outrage Why? by the wrestling community. Jennifer Love because Hewitt was upset. there was a wrestler named Brother Love, who his real name is Bruce Pritchard, and he debuted in 1988. And he couldn't have been very good because I don't remember. He him. tweeted, "Yo, find a new gimmick." I invented and perfected Brother Love. I am the original and you are not. Remember North Carolina. And everyone was like, yeah, Brother Love. What's North Carolina have to do I have no idea. Okay. Um, So there you go. Brother Love or Love. Now there are two Brother Loves. The artist formerly known as P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Sean P. Diddy Combs, Diddy Dirty Money, whatever you want to call him. He's not going by any of those monikers anymore. Next on my list. Saturday night. Did you watch any of the Miami Virginia Tech game? I did not get a chance to see. I saw glimpses of it on TV, and uh, took me a little while to figure out who was who. Well, we got a little problem. Uh, last Wednesday, you and Sal Licata and Alyssa Rose of the Seven Line mm-hmm. were talking about A Rod and J Lo and the genesis, or maybe the first move in their relationship, where A Rod texted her from the bathroom. Well, A-Rod, obviously, very famous Miami Hurricane alum, Mm -hmm. was in a suite with J-Lo Saturday night during the game, and Kiss Cam comes on, they go around the stadium, boom, there's A-Rod and J-Lo, no kiss, Mm. not even a peck on the cheek, not even a hug, they just danced awkwardly, and that was it. Weird. Very weird. And they just had some racy photos. Yeah. Vanity uh, that Fair. they took together. Yep. Yes. But uh they, they won't kiss on TV, no, I guess. That's huh? that's uh that's against the thing. Now um, did he he had the popcorn with Cameron Diaz, but they didn't kiss on TV. Is that uh yeah, I don't Am I remembering that, I don't that correctly? They just were sharing popcorn, no yeah, PDA I don't there. Think there was any PDA in that situation. But uh 
I, mean, I guess uh, you know A Rod uh, doesn't want to put it out there for everyone to, to see. Can't show off except for the Vanity Fair pictures. Well, yeah, that's they'll I mean, show that off. They probably got paid for those. Mm. Only paid kisses, paid that, smooches. Is that the case? You think they're real? They're the legit relationship? I don't know. I, I think, think they, they are at this point. They might be using it just for publicity. That's what happens. I don't know. Who knows? But they were uh, A Rod did post a thing on Instagram yesterday about how he spends his Sunday, and it was uh, him, his two girls, J Lo's kids getting ice cream in the afternoon. So very nice. It's all honky dory there. Brady Bunch. Uh, finally, um, I don't know what you want to make of this, but uh, I have to bring it up because I publicly defended him yesterday, and uh, over the weekend there was some sort of a talk. And our favorite, well, at least one of my favorites, and I think America's favorite, although maybe not anymore, Vin Scully was asked about the NFL and what he thought of the ongoing protest. Now, we know Scully, uh, one of his most iconic calls, uh, you know, was obviously broadcasting Jackie Robinson and then the Hank mm-hmm. Aaron home run. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he definitely understands probably more than anyone about, uh, you know, equality and how it's progressed over the course of a generation. Uh, here were his thoughts uh, on Saturday night. And it's not that I'm some great patriot. Uh, I was in the Navy for a year, didn't go anywhere, didn't do anything. But I have overwhelming respect and admiration for anyone who puts on a uniform and goes to war. So the only thing I can do in my little way is not to preach, I will never watch another NFL game. So there you go. Where was that audience? Uh, it was in California, I'd imagine. I don't think he travels out of California. I wonder what audience often. it is. The fact that everyone stood up and cheered in that sure. way that he's not going to watch another NFL game is well, interesting. Well, that audience cheered, but social media uh, took a very different approach. Mm-hmm. And just because Vin Scully said that he won't watch the NFL, Twitter has now labeled him a racist. Um, basically, well, that's worrying about social media is a waste of time. Well, uh, but you know, for Scully, this is the first time. How, how long is he calling Dodger games? Sixty plus years, sixty-seven years, and has he ever shared a personal opinion that might be controversial no. in this country? I, I mean, that's he's retired now, so maybe it frees him up to do that and to share some opinions he might have about the sure. world. And you know, good for him if he wants to do that. But this is a that's something that we never experienced from Vid Scully in the past at all. Anything close to that. I was very surprised when I woke up on Sunday and read that headline. I was like, really? Scully talked about this? And then I watched the video and heard the audio that you just heard there. So uh, it was rather surprising. Um, but, uh, hey, that's his opinion. He's entitled to it. And, uh, you know, some people like it. Some people don't. And- lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's where we are. Mm-hmm. All right, what's worse? Just another day in paradise, right? Uh, I mean, you know, everybody has an opinion on it, and then, you know, this is where it goes. And they're right. If you're one side, (laughs) yeah, if if you're one side, you're a racist. If you're the other side, uh, you hate the troops. I mean, it's obnoxious how we handle these things. uh, Just get in your box and stay there. 
Yeah, boy. Uh, 800-321-0710. Again, 800-321-0710. We'll come back. The Giants, uh, they could use a box to stay in. Uh, They just got wrecked by the Rams yesterday. John Schmelk, Giants Radio Network, on what has gone wrong and how it could possibly get better for the Giants this season. Uh, That's when we come back. This is Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. It's the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on 710 WOR. Uh, Giants yesterday, a 51-17 home loss to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Perhaps the most discouraging part of that. There's still eight games left uh, this season uh, for them to to play out here. We bring on right now John Schmelk, uh, Giants Radio Network. And, John, we appreciate you joining us. Are you you doing better today than yesterday? Uh, Well, I think everyone's doing better (laughs) today than yesterday after that game. And then you're right, eight games to go with several long West Coast trips. So, um, and I think what a lot of people are, and I think, you know, to get to a bigger picture thing here, Pete, I think a lot of people want answers now when what happens in the next eight games really actually will determine a lot of what happens next. Well, what do you think can still be, I guess, uh, what can still happen in these final eight weeks that might change the thoughts of, you know, Ben McAdoo, Jerry Reese, and the Giants' future? Well, I, I have no idea what ownership is thinking. Mm-hmm. I will put that out there right away. I don't think anybody does except for the Tishes and the Maras. Um, but I, you know, this team in the last eight games manages to go five and three or six and two, or, you know, we saw they, they, we saw them do that when they started the year. zero and six back in 2013, they finished that year seven and nine. Um, I think that'll make people think twice about whether or not it, it's the right decision to make changes, especially considering how shorthanded this roster is, uh, with all the injuries they have right now. Um, now I think with the schedule, I think that's a very, you know, tall order. I think it'll be a very difficult feat. But, you know, they're still going to try to go to work every day, try to get better, try to get some wins. And I know a lot of people have, you know, focused on Eli Manning and stuff this week and, you know, some of the comments yesterday. But to me, especially since the injuries to Odell Beckham Jr. and Brandon Marshall, the story's been the defense. They have not been able to get um, stops when this team has needed it the most this year. When last year, the defense closed out five or six games at the end of games to, to clinch wins, and that simply hasn't happened this year. Yeah, they gave up, was it uh, two fourth-quarter leads against Tampa, one against Philadelphia. I might have that backwards, but um, you know that's not something we saw at all last year. But you know, yesterday, you know, a lot of problems in the defense, in the secondary especially. We've seen two players from that group suspended over the course of this year. Janoris Jenkins didn't play on Sunday. And then, you know, Ben McAdoo doesn't see or didn't see effort issues yesterday. From your perch, did you see a lack of effort on the defensive side? Um, I, I think, you know, the play that everyone kind of points at is the third and 33, which obviously, I mean, that is almost, you know, an, an inexcusable play to, to, to let a team convert a third and 33, especially on a pass uh, that's completed behind the line of scrimmage. Everyone knows that. Um, and look, Eli Apple made a bad play. He should have went in and, and been more aggressive and went for the tackle. Um, was that a bad decision or lack of effort? You know, I'm not one to read minds. I don't know the answer to that question, but McAdoo certainly didn't seem to think it was a lack of effort based on what he said today. And I'll, I'll, I'll tend to side with the coaches on something like that. Um, I think the offense, to be quite frank, other than the three turnovers, and look, those three turnovers are big, they actually ran the ball pretty well in the first half of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and if a couple plays go differently in the first half, if Eli hits Sterling Shepard on that deep post, a pass that he told me after the game he would like to have back, uh, if Wayne Gallman doesn't fumble at midfield, if they stop him on the third and 33, you know, the game is more competitive for a longer period of time, at least. I'm sure the result probably wouldn't change. 
But um, yeah, I mean, the Rams scored fifty-one think, points, and they were sitting on the ball in the fourth quarter. They could have run it up to like yeah. mid-sixties if they wanted to. No, you're you're right. Look, and look, there would have been a lot of things that have to change for that game to be close. I, I'm not trying to argue that point at all. Um, and I think when when you look at the game, I think the thing that concerns you the most, and I think something that you know ownership will be taking keeping an eye on too um, over the course of the rest of the season. Is, is whether or not you see improvement from people, especially younger players. Is, is does Eli Apple get better? Um, I think the I think the front seven on defense, given all the injuries, actually did okay yesterday. I know the Rams ran for 160 yards, um, but they held Todd Gurley only three and a half yards per carry. That was pretty good. I think Snacks Harrison's still playing well. I think Dalvin Thomas and the rookie is playing well. But you hit it before. Uh, the the secondary and the back end are simply allowing way too many big plays, Pete. I mean. I think they had five pass plays of 30 or more yards yesterday, the Rams. You're not going to win many games when you give up five pass plays of 30 or more yards. Yeah, and we're talking again with John Schmelk, Giants Radio Network. I, I saw two guys that you know were impressive yesterday as much as it could be, one being you know Snacks Harrison, who you mentioned, the other being Evan Ingram. Uh, you know, Seeing him in the mm-hmm. third quarter, I mean, he you know shook off two Rams players. Uh, they're trying to tackle him. He's basically throwing one of them to the turf, and uh, it it just stood out to me because you know there there was some fight in that. And clearly, this is a guy who can uh, you know catch the football and and be a difference maker offensively. Uh, where are we at on you know what kind of player Evan Ingram can be after he's uh, now halfway through his rookie season? I think he's going to be a fantastic catcher of the football um he has a lot of work to do in his blocking mm-hmm. still especially in the running game um but as a receiver he's phenomenal um he runs good routes he had a couple drops yesterday which you don't like to see so i think that's something he has to work on. i know it's a wet football stone shepherd had a couple drops too those are things you have to clean up even when the conditions are bad but i think he's he's conscientious he's a good kid uh he cares his head's in the playbook he's smart he runs good routes he's going to be a reliable target for eli and then whoever eli's eventual replacement is down the road for a very, very long time. He's a very good player. How about a lot of focus on the quarterback and when Davis Webb might get an opportunity to play so they could take a look at him? All right, we know Davis Webb is um, you know, potentially part of the future here. Uh, of the other positions, you know, what young players as the Giants you know, are really looking ahead to next year at this point in the season at 1-7, who are some interesting players that you know, maybe can give themselves an opportunity to you know, be on the map for a starting job next year? You know, that, that's something Ben McAdoo actually, you know, said today. And he said over the course of the year at, at all the positions, you know, maybe we're going to give some young guys a chance to do something. And Davis Webb is obviously the one guy. Um, he did say that Eli will be their starting quarterback this week against San Francisco. Um, he needs two more games to pass Peyton Manning for the consecutive game streak. That'll put him second to just Brett Favre, who is a way off in the distance for that record. Um, and, you know, the funny thing, the other young guys, quite frankly, because of all the injuries, most of these guys are playing already. Um, I mean, Dalvin Tomlinson's played a bunch. Avery Moss has actually played fairly well since he's uh, been playing since Olivier Vernon got hurt. He's made his first NFL start this week, and he actually was graded, I think, as the Giants' second-best defender by pro football focus in this game. Of course, it's a game where they gave almost 500 yards and 50 points, so take that with a grain of salt, obviously. But uh, he's been playing. The only maybe you might see Adam Wheeler, uh, Chad Wheeler rather, the uh, backup offensive lineman. He, you know, he's the backup left tackle. Maybe you'll see him rotate in a right tackle uh, at some point. But Calvin Munson's been playing a linebacker. Curtis Granson playing a linebacker because of the Casillas and B.J. Goodson injuries. Uh, you've seen Wayne Gallman at running back already. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've seen Travis Rudolph play a little receiver. 
when all the receivers went down a few weeks ago. So, quite frankly, most of the young guys on this roster have had to play out of necessity already. So I'm not sure you're going to see many new guys over the course of the last eight games. All right. Uh, and again, uh, chatting here with John Schmelk, Giants Radio Network. Uh, so, you know, seeing some of the young players get a chance, uh, maybe that'll change at quarterback at some point here. Uh, what about, you know, the fact that, Fine. It's a one o'clock home game yesterday. You hear boos. Uh, eventually, a lot of empty seats in the second half. I look at the schedule. I see those final three home games all against divisional opponents. Uh, if you know the Giants aren't able to, you know, win a couple of games and get back some kind of optimism here, do you think it would be a factor for McAdoo or Reese's futures if MetLife Stadium is filled with Eagles fans or Cowboys fans for those uh, division tilts later this month? And by the way, I'm not sure if you watched the national game, Chiefs-Cowboys, on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Chiefs fans travel. Mm -hmm. Um, They travel extremely well. So that's something to watch in two weeks when the Giants host the Chiefs as well. Uh, In addition to those three division games, like you mentioned, I think it's a good point. Um, John Mara does not like to see an empty stadium. Steve Tisch does not like to see an empty stadium. Uh, And they certainly would not. I mean, can you imagine? In the second week of December, if the Eagles score a touchdown and there's a fly Eagles fly chant, oh you know, going on at, at MetLife Stadium, um, I can't imagine that would go over too well. Um, now it was a rainy day this past week. Maybe with better weather, you'd have a better turnout. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but I do think that is a thing, something to keep an eye on. Um, if fans aren't motivated to, you know, show up to the games and not sell their tickets to, you know. Uh, fans that root for other teams. No, I mean it's cold weather games. If it's thirty something degrees, the Giants are sitting there at two and ten. I, I can't say I necessarily blame people for you know getting a couple bucks for tickets, and you know that's what you end up with. As we chat with John Schmelk right now of the Giants Radio Network, I know you're a big uh, Knicks fan, John. Uh, I mean, finally something to get uh, get excited about. I'll tell you what. Um, before the year, I was one of the fans that said, "Look, this team's not going to be very good." get the high draft, they get one more piece to put around Porzingis. The next year, you try to take that next step and win some games, right? Now, I didn't expect Kristaps Porzingis at the age of 22 to become Dirk Nowitzki this year because that's pretty much what he is. He's Dirk except a top rim protector on top of that. That's how good he's been this year. And there's no way the Knicks can be bad when he's playing that well. So Knicks fans that might be annoyed that they're not going to get this high draft pick or whatever, if they're not getting the pick because Kristaps Porzingis has become a superstar, you don't want to put that genie back in the bottle. You enjoy the ride. And I think what I like most about it is that the combination of Frank Nielakina and Porzingis are two guys that can be two-way players, scorers mm-hmm. and defenders, guys that are not selfish. They'll move the ball. And frankly, those are attributes that the last superstar on the Knicks did not have in Carmelo Anthony or Derrick Rose last year for another example. So I think those guys can, you know, for one perimeter player and one inside player, to be both two-way players and potentially be very good players, I think it bodes very well for the next few It's stunning to me watching Porzingis at seven foot three uh, run up and down the court and and have some quickness, whether it be you know in a half court set where he could drive to the hoop, take a pass and dunk it, or you know getting up and down, getting back on defense. I. I didn't see him move like that last year, and I know he had some injuries, but that's been what has jumped out to me is that if he could keep that up and stay healthy enough to go up and down the floor, I mean, you just don't see anything like that. No, you don't. I mean, look, there's, there's a reason he's the unicorn. He's a freak. Mm. I mean, he's 7'3", and he, and he runs around like a small forward. And I'm not going to lie, I, I hold my breath 
every time he crashes on one of those follow dunk rebounds that mm-hmm. someone's going to run underneath him, flip him, he's going to get hurt. And, and I think you hit it on the head. Um, can he maintain this level of play throughout the season? Because in years past, as the season's gone on, he's kind of worn out a little bit. You know, he's got one of those very slender bodies where I think it's probably very hard for him to keep weight on. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons he's been so much better this year is that he's able to post up, use his added strength, and not get you know, pushed off balance when he's taking these jump shots over people and he's able to make the shots because he's got his footwork right and he's on balance. Can he maintain that throughout an 82-game season? We don't know the answer to that yet, and I think that's what this season um, will tell us. And it'll be very important, frankly, for his end in the next future. Yeah, at least we see, uh, I mean, big-time positive returns early on. The Knicks have won five of six, and, uh, you know, with the way the football season's gone around here, nice to have, you know, something to look forward to. But uh, John Schmelk, Giants Radio Network, uh, always great having you on, John. Thanks again. Pete, always a pleasure. I wish I had better news, but um, hopefully things will turn around in the final eight. There you go. Uh, appreciate it, John. And, you know, for the Giants here, it's hard to see it turning around in the final eight uh, to a, a dramatic degree. Uh, but, um, you know, one one can hope, I suppose. Uh, but I, I'm telling you, those home games later on in December against divisional opponents, if it is all... Redskins fans, Eagles fans, Cowboys fans there, that is not going to reflect well on anyone uh, for the Giants in terms of trying to stick around for next year. But as far as the Knicks go, I mean, how much have we been starving for uh, something you know, refreshing in, in the New York sports landscape? And I, I suppose if you're a Yankee fan, you certainly had that uh, this summer with Aaron Judge, um, you know, hitting uh, stardom and, you know, the Yankees making it all the way to the ALCS when, when they certainly weren't expected to be able to pull that off quite yet. But otherwise, you know, the Giants have big-time expectations this season. They have fallen far short. The Jets have been, you know, a nice story. They've won more games than anybody expected. They seem to be building, at the very least, you could say a culture, if not a contender, because they have to take care of that quarterback position. Uh, but, you know, they're still they're not a playoff team they've um you know been nice to watch and that's about the the max you could say for it you know the Mets terribly disappointing this summer and it, it's just been a rough go of it the Rangers getting off on the wrong foot uh you know hockey season so you know to have the Knicks be able to grab a, a little energy and, and have you know a nice start here to win five of six games to have Porzingis setting a new career high every other game. Uh, that's something that the city needs, and I think why you'll probably see you know people start going nuts for Porzingis and the Knicks real fast here is that uh, you know everybody's just starving to see a winner, to see a contender, and any Knicks fan. I mean, it has been a long time since the uh, Tyson Chandler, Carmelo, Jeremy Lin Knicks, and and that was just for one year. There hasn't been a whole lot besides that over the last twenty. So uh, for you know the Knicks here, uh, something to get excited about. But I I share John's, I don't know if concern is the word, but curiosity with Porzingis. We know now defenses can plan to stop him. He could be the number one option, and he could still score a bunch of points. We learned that this year. That's an important thing to learn. But running up and down the court at seven foot three, and granted he's 22, he doesn't carry a whole lot of extra weight, how is that going to hold up with someone who had some, you know, lower body injuries last year uh, that you don't want to see, you know, resurfacing? So that's, uh, to me, a big question to, you know, sort out as the season goes along. But you wanted to see Porzingis break out in year three. You look at 
whether it's Dirk Nowitzki's career, uh, you look at what Giannis has done in Milwaukee, you know, about 22 years old is when, you know, these guys have had breakout seasons. And for Porzingis, that rookie year was captivating. Last year was basically more of the same, and you didn't see a big step forward. Maybe the injuries had something to do with that. Maybe, you know, Carmelo Anthony and Derrick Rose stifling the offense had something to do with it. But now it's his team. He has a, a young pass-first point guard to play with, and um, you're seeing him you know, really take advantage. He, he gets a bunch of shots. He's an efficient player. He had six blocks last night on top of everything else. And you know, what I think will be a big question for him, don't worry about the draft pick, but can Kristaps Porzingis convince other NBA stars to come to the Knicks eventually? That is what it'll take to build a championship team in today's day and age in the NBA where you know guys go where they have friends, where they can win. Uh, they put together the super teams. Uh, New York would be a natural place. You'd think someone would want to do that. But is Porzingis the kind of guy that can convince other players, hey, this is a place you can win, despite the madness of the last 20 years and the chaos that's been part of the organization. It's cleaned up now. I'm a star and I can lead you where you want to go. That'll be, you know, another one of those big questions in the coming years to find out about Porzingis because that's that's a big part of it. Uh, and you got to be able to, you know, convince other guys to to come join you. You know, Russell Westbrook has put together Paul George and Carmelo Anthony out there in OKC. We've seen Steph Curry and company drawing Kevin Durant, what LeBron James has done throughout his career. That's a factor, I and mean, that's, that's where the, the great teams are built uh, in today's day and age. Uh, 800-321-0710. You can get involved on Twitter as well, at PDMACWOR. Uh, it's the Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710-WOR. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.